This week on Inside the Nest, we recap the victory over Charleston Southern. The Owls got it done for the fifth time in a row over the Bucks, and we preview an intriguing matchup this Saturday. Tennessee Martin, a top 25 team, defending OVC champ, host Kennesaw State. It's all coming up next on Inside the Nest. Welcome into ITN. Three other gentlemen joining us today, Barkley Miller, Bryce Scobert, and Caleb O'Neill with me, Nolan Alexander. We're excited to have defensive lineman Carlos Allen on later in the podcast. Guys, to start out with, we're talking about a KSU game that didn't go to overtime. The Owls got it done in regulation, 30-20 to 20 against Charleston Southern. We saw overall a very good effort by the KSU defense. They rose to the challenge. Charleston Southern with Tony Bartolo had nothing going. I mean, nothing going. Bucks put in the backup quarterback, had a little bit of success, but the Owls, when it mattered most of the very end, clamped down. The offense took a while to find its footing, but eventually the Owls were able to, again, rolling with those 30 points and defeating the Bucks, winning back-to-back games for the first time all year and finding themselves at 500 going into the month of November where Kennesaw State has never, ever, ever entered November with a losing record. Let's start out with the one big thing you learned from this weekend in the 30-20 to 20 win against Chuck South. The one big thing I learned this weekend with Kennesaw State football has to be that they are getting better every week. We see improvements in positions that they need to. Um, we've also seen that the offensive line can get some surge and get on linebackers, and that Charleston Southern defensive line was really good. And the adjustments they made at halftime really worked out in the second half, got the run game going. We were talking to the booth. We thought this was going to be the game that Kennesaw State wasn't going to have 150 rushing yards, but ended up pulling that out because they, they got it rolling in the second half. So they, they are. They're getting better every week. That's really, really good for me to see because that means that they're a growing program and they are listening to coaching and that they are coachable. So that, that was my biggest takeaway and something that they have to improve on this weekend against UT Martin, they have to run the ball early. I don't think with Martin's defense that we will be as successful if we have to get in our gun package early in the first quarter and ride it until halftime. I think that, that, that we got to get the two back rolling and we got to get kind of some pitches on the perimeter and get those A-backs rolling too. Something that I saw this week is that, again, the Owls had a lot of success in the passing game. Uh, Whenever the running game was getting shut down a little bit, they went in the air, and it was just kind of impressive to see that Xavier Shepard still has that arm and finding Chavis Marshall, Blake Bohannon, all of his receivers. And it's nice to know that, if needed, that's that's always going to be an option here for this team. So 158 passing yards, 167 rushing yards. 125 yards of total offense versus a really tough Charleston Southern defense. And that Barkley was saying it was going to be a little questionable if the Owls were going to get and continue that 150-yard rushing in a game streak to continue. But we saw them prevail. We saw them overcome some adversity a little bit later on. Another thing was that the third quarter, the Owls, that quarter has been a little bit questionable for this team going out through the season. And I think that this game versus Charleston Southern They did a really good job of managing that third quarter and trying to just control it a lot better. I think my biggest takeaway is that 
as as they've gotten better over the course of the season, they're able to now lean on guys other than just the people that have before the season and early in the season. We're like, we have to tr- we have to lean on these guys. We're having a lot more people step up and make big plays in big time moments across the board, and not just our one or two guys that may have had preseason this or preseason that. With you know, we had Gabe had over 200 yards of total yards. We had Carlos Allen, who, as we've talked about before, has been just waiting for his chance to have a big breakout game, and he gets an early strip sack in there. And, and then, obviously, you can still rely on your guys that you've relied on for a while now. With Markeith Montgomery setting the KSU interception record, with Isaac Foster, with Xavier Shepard, and then you're, they're really getting to be more versatile in how they spread the ball and who is making plays when they get the ball or when they get their number called on defense or on special teams. And I think um, they're really utilizing everyone in a very good way right now. I learned, not during the game Saturday, but prior to the game, as we're about to embark to the state of Tennessee, that I might need to make a pit stop and get the bus to pull over in Chattanooga. Howdy y'all, this here's Mike. Down at Mike's golf shop. Where we buy golf. That's right. We buy golf clubs. Mike's golf shop. Come on over here. We buy golf clubs. Over at Mike's golf shop. Come on. It's only halfway through. Down here. We buy golf clubs. That's right. We buy golf clubs. 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 Thank you to Caleb O'Neill for pointing that out from near his hometown. This video from Mike's Golf Shop. You think that, that is the big equipment? thing that I learned for a video that I think I've watched 15 times over the weekend. What do you think they sell? Or buy? Golf? Golf, maybe? I think they have some tennis stuff. (laughs) But yeah, man, that commercial has been an iconic commercial back up, up in Northwest Georgia and Chattanooga area. No, no uh, affiliation. I don't know, Mike. I've seen Mike's golf shop up on Highway 153 in Chattanooga, but um, if you're trying to unload some golf equipment, he's he's a guy to go to. <laughs> on he a serious golf mm-hmm. on a serious note, my big takeaway is if we had to pick someone for the he's got that dog in him meme, Markeith Montgomery. Spoke it into existence again. Coach has told us we referenced this in the E plus broadcast. Coach has told us Friday in our production call that already this year, Markeith has spoken interceptions into existence. He's done it, and, and Coach Bohannon's pointed it out after a game. Well, lo and behold, after the Tennessee Tech game, when are you going to break the record, Markeith? Next week, first drive, third quarter, bam, gets it over with. I think the question now is what, what's the new record going to be left at after this year for Markeith? It's at nine right now. If he continues this rate, we'll be at 12 or 13 by the end of the year. But uh, an excellent effort by Markeith Montgomery. Congratulations on setting the Kennesaw State career 
interception record with nine. Up next, we'll be joined by Carlos Allen, the defensive lineman, to get his thoughts on the win against Charleston Southern. More about Carlos off the field and then looking ahead to Tennessee Martin. It's coming up next on ITN. Meet the Owls up close and personal and engage with Owl Nation. Show your support for the black and gold and stay up to date on all of our social media platforms. Be sure to like our Facebook page and follow our Twitter and Instagram at KennesawSTFB to keep up with news and score. To stay up to date on all things KSU Athletic, follow us on Twitter at KSU Owl Nation, as well as following us on our Instagram and liking our Facebook page at Kennesaw State Owls. And we are excited to be joined by defensive lineman Carlos Allen with us on Inside the Nest. Carlos, your name has popped up the last couple of weeks by the coaching staff for effort plays. Coach Bohannon and Coach Verpale signaled you out prior to the Charleston Southern game for some effort plays that you had against Tennessee Tech. And then you were Johnny on the spot. We saw it in the first quarter, the first drive for Charleston Southern. You came from the backside and had the strip sack of the Charleston Southern quarterback. Why is it important to play with high effort on the defensive line at Kennesaw State? I mean, that was probably like one of the first things I learned, you know, me coming in early, me early in the road. That's probably like one of the first things I learned, you know, run to the ball, effort, 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 effort. So, you know, there's something, a mentality, a mentality that's get built into, you know, everybody on the defense head to, you know, just run to the ball. You know, that's how you get the extra plays or, Turnovers can happen. Anything can happen when you run to the ball. You know, this is just this been built into the entire defense, you know. Carlos, how big were your eyes when you saw that quarterback maybe stop his momentum and it looked like you had a clear path to him? Uh, big. Like, I was just like, yeah, okay, this is my time, you know. You know, got to kick up to SQG gear, you know. Got to get there, you know. Me, you know, that been my first sack of the year, you know. I've been waiting on that for, like, you know, what it is, like, what, week 9, 10? So, it's like I've been hungry for a sack all year long, so. You know, with that coming, I was just, you know, excited, you know, just a, a big moment for me, uh, uh, you know, on the season, you know, getting the first sack. Carlos, man, I, first off, I want to say it, it's a blast watching you play. I mean, I know you got to meet me your freshman year. I think I came out and talked a little bit to you guys. Coach Klein introduced me to you guys. Um, but <clears throat> I'd love to see how you've grown as a player, man, from your freshman year to now. Uh, what do you think is the biggest difference from last year? Because something I want to pat myself on the back about, I told Nolan and Brandon, Caleb, everybody, I was like, man, I think Carlos, I think this is going to be his year just watching you a little bit in camp. So what really changed for you from last year to this year? I think one thing that really changed this year was probably me getting the chance to have the whole summer to prepare my team. You know, like last year, last year I missed the whole summer because I was coming off of, uh, ankle surgery. Uh, end up getting injured the uh, spring of 2021, like right during practice. So I uh, end up getting surgery around May. So I missed like the whole summer, like five games of the 20, the fall 2021 season. So you know, me getting the whole summer to prepare my team. You know, just go through everything, coaches run spring ball. You know, just to you know, just put in the hard work. You know, this just you know really changed a lot of me being being able to prepare for this year. You know, so. It was like one of the big things, you know, me just having the whole summer to prepare, you know, get my body in shape, get in condition, you know, to go out there and play, you know, a whole series or how many, you know, how many snaps I have to play in the game. So 
that's like one of the big biggest factors. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Um, and another thing, you're fortunate enough to come on the coattails of some really good D linemen here at Kennesaw State, and you're playing with two of them right now, Desmond Scott and Travis Bell. What are two or three things that you've learned from those guys, uh, just kind of sitting behind and watching them? You know, just sitting behind T-Bell, you know, I just pick up a lot of the small things he do. You know, he's always telling me, you know, you got to work hard, you know, just the small things, man, you know, coming coming to things on time. Like, that was, what, like, one of my biggest things, you know, I used to get in trouble for, you know, when I first got here, you know, not being on time for things, you know, not putting in the effort, the extra effort towards, you know, maybe an assignment or a play on the field, you know, just, just you know, something I picked up, you know, from Dez and T-Bell this year, you know, they just trying to lead me in the right way. Especially with T Bell, you know, he's a you know D tackle. So you know, I I feed off him a lot. You know, when he's out there making plays, it just makes me more excited to go out there and match his intensity on the field, you know. You know, how can you know T Bell is a big a big part of the D line unit, you know. When he's not on the field, you know, we need other people out there to step up to make plays. So just excited to, you know, sit back and learn from them the last the past two years since I've been here. So Heck yeah. Heck yeah, man. Um and then I always like to ask a fun question to the guys. Who's an NFL player that you like to model your game after? NFL player, I like Aaron Donald. You know, just explosive, you know, very physical. You know, that's what I like to model my game after. That's a pretty easy choice. That's a good one. Thank you. Carlos, this season compared to last season, uh, you stepped up more into a leadership role. What has that entailed for you, not only during games and during practice, but off the field as well? Uh, being a leader, you know, uh, having a lot of the young guys on the team come up to me, you know, when they need help or, you know, trying to figure out, you know, how I handle this situation, you know, that's something I'm big on. Like with T-Bell and a lot of the older guys when you get the lead, they got to have somebody, you know, look up to to make plays out there in the field, you know, to get the group together, you know, when we are down or not having a great day of practice or maybe during the game we're not doing so great, but we need somebody to hold the group together, you know, like, come on, guys, we still can do this, you know. So that's just like something the coaches they preached on me and they really leaned on me to become more of a leader this year. So uh, that's something I'm proud to uh, take, you know, responsibility in, though. So being more of a leader, you know, having everybody, you know, because we can lean on Carlos to go out there and make a play, you know. So that's something that's big. That's, that's something I just look forward to this year. Last week's game versus Charleston Southern, a big win, a much-needed win for you guys. Going into that game defensively, what was something that you had to work on specifically in practice to get ready for that game? Playing faster. You know, uh, last week versus Tennessee Tech, you know, the, the the goal was to play fast. You know, we played fast last week. Uh, like Coach Bo said, you know, under 20 lows. So, uh, with him saying under 20 lows, just play faster. So, this week, I think just playing even faster caused, you know, just causing turnovers, just playing faster, being able to just go out there and play simple football, I, I guess you could say. So I think that's just a big factor, you know, just playing faster. Final thing I got for you, kind of a little bit more of a fun one and following Barkley a little bit. Um, this week versus UT Martin, you looking forward to anything specific? Uh, not really, just trying to go out there and win. You know, another week would have come out with another W. You know, this I plan for the rest of the season, just win every week. Take one, take it one day at a time, one week at a time, you know, one practice at a time. Just go out there, build and win. You know, that's our goal. Los, I got you now. You talked about your body getting time in summer and spring to really get conditioned and get ready for this season. How do you feel that that conditioning, along with the whole defensive line platoon that y'all run, where y'all sub four at a time, do you think that helps you 
and the D-line in general? I think, yes. You know, with the D-line, you know, it was pretty healthy during the summer. So with us uh, going out there, you know, sweat, you know, blood, sweat, and tears, you know, doing the summer conditioning, just being out there as a group more, you know, we had um, we did some training, you know, after after conditioning, just the D-line room. So just that bonding out there, you know, made us, uh, you know, better, you know, made us get grow closer as a group, you know, outside of football, you know, start hanging out with each other more. So I think just me, just everybody being there this summer, you know, played a big role, you know, with the D-line this summer. So, What is your favorite move when you're pass rushing? doesn't have to be your best move, but what's your, like, man, if I, if I could do this every time, I would I would do this every time. Probably my my favorite move to go to is the snatch pool. You know, I like to use that a lot against you know heavier O line. O line did like the lunge or thing they can just jump six. So you know, that's something I you know preach on or probably my favorite move I like to use. But the other move is the cross shot, aka the Doberman. You know, you can also use that move. So just something I picked up on this year. You know, we just I've been. Working on that move probably like for the like past year, trying to you know perfect it. So something a move I'm still working on though. So, Carlos, great answers. Two more for you. The day of this recording, it's Halloween. Did you have a costume this year? Uh, no, I didn't have a costume. Um, uh, if you know, I'm not big on like you know wearing costumes. Like you know, I'm like big on being myself. So I guess uh, I dressed as myself this year. I can say that. No. <laughs> well, for if you're a Charleston Southern offensive lineman, that would have been pretty scary. Right. You know, no cap. You know. Carlos, who is the scariest guy on the team? Scariest? Probably Travis Bell. Yeah, Travis Bell. That seems to have been the consistent answer throughout the year. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. I feel like every time you hear anybody talk about, like, you know, who's the most intimidating, who's the guy you want to go to war with, they're always like, T-Bell, T-Bell, T-Bell. Yeah, he's just T-Bell. I think, I think T-Bell is just, a, you know, just special, you know. You know, on the field, out the field, you know, if you need anything, you need to talk to him. I know he's just, you know, he's always a person, you know, you can go to about anything, you know. That's what I say. I think he just, uh, uh, he plays a big role, you know, to all players on the team, coaches, you know, just everywhere. So I think just Travis is just very special. How thankful are you that you don't have to go up against him? Thankful, you know. I think it'll be a good battle, though. But I'm very thankful, though. Not having to compete against him every day, you know. Carlos, thank you so much for the time. Best of luck against UT Martin this Saturday. Thank you. With Fifth Third Momentum Banking, we're making banking a fifth third better. Cappuccino for Dave. Yep. Oh, I overdrafted? Now this coffee is $43. That's steep, even for us. With Fifth Third Momentum Banking, we've got your back, which is why we give you extra time to avoid an overdraft. That's way better. This is banking. A Fifth Third better. Fifth Third Extra Time gives you longer. Anytime before midnight ET on the business day after your account is overdrawn to make a deposit that brings your available balance to at least $0. Visit 53.com for additional details. Fifth Third Bank NA, member FDIC. Well, guys, the A-Sun has certainly cleared up a bit thanks to what happened last weekend. Eastern Kentucky beating SEMO number 14-15, 28-23. What a huge game that was and a huge win for EKU. Jacksonville State rolling Austin P. 
40 to 16. Austin P was ranked number 21 or 25. They beat him 40 to 16. Jack State proving that they can play with the best of the best every single week. And Central Arkansas rolling North Alabama 64 to 29. And that was just another showcase of Darius Hale's ability going for well over 200 total yards. He is an absolute monster at the running back position, along with Kylan James in that backfield. That is a dangerous combo for Central Arkansas, and they have shot their way up the A-Sun football standings. Although it's been so competitive through the A-Sun this year, Central Arkansas has really stood out in the conference at a 3-0 record, and that is good enough to put them in a chance to win the A-Sun regular season title this week. Central Arkansas versus Eastern Kentucky, one of the biggest games, no, no, the biggest game of the year so far in the A-Sun, a 5 p.m. kick, two juggernauts in the A-Sun facing off. Can't wait to watch that one. Now, if Central Arkansas is able to win that game, they will go to 4-0 and clinch the title themselves. That's not going to get them the AQ in the A-Sun WAC Alliance, but you use those numbers that we've been talking about, add those up, and we'll see what their percentage is compared to some of the WAC teams, whoever comes out at the top of the WAC, which is Abilene Christian right now with their flawless WAC record. Another big game this week coming up, Austin P versus North Alabama, both for big teams in different ways. Austin P in desperate need of a bounce back after losing to Jack State just last week and being knocked clear out of the rankings yet again. And North Alabama looking for a win because they want to start off Coach Ryan Held's head coaching career with a bang. The Lions go in a different direction for head coach. They fired Chris Willis after the last game against Central Arkansas. They have a new coach. We'll see if it's a brand new Lions team out there. They're an incredible team. We've talked about the talent year in and year out with this team. We'll see if they can put it together. They have a big task this week. Per usual, it's a big week in the A-Sun, guys. Welcome back into Inside the Nest. Bryce Gobert, Barkley Miller, Caleb O'Neill here with me, Nolan Alexander. Big thanks to Jordan Griffith for giving us that look around the A-Sun. A-Sun play continues for the Owls next week at home for Senior Day against Austin P. You can go on ahead and secure your seats, ksuowls.com slash tickets, or give the ticket office a call. Okay, guys, this matchup with Tennessee Martin, we had this scheduled at the start of the year. This, as I said earlier, is an intriguing matchup. Defending champs out of the OVC, top 25. They've got stars, don't have familiarity with the Skyhawks. They don't have familiarity with the Owls. It's going to be a physical ball game on Saturday. Let's look here, starting Barkley Miller with his KSU defense against a high-powered, oft-scoring Skyhawk attack. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're exactly right, Nolan. This is a tall task for the Kennesaw State defense. This the Skyhawk offense is very, very high flying, but it's funny, right? Because they're they put up a lot of points. They're really good, but they do most of it on the ground. No one, they're they're not uh, sling it around. They, they throw it a lot, but they score a lot of their points on the grounds. Like you go back and look at their game against Murray, uh, Murray State. The quarterback threw it 50 times for 463 yards, no touchdowns, one pick. You go and look at their game against Houston Christian. Uh, they only threw it 22 times, two interceptions, one touchdown. But you look at their running game. Oh, my gosh. They had two 150-yard rushers against Houston Christian. And then against Murray State, they had a 160-yard rusher, Sam Franklin, and a 77-yard rusher, 
and Zach Wallace. These guys get it done on the ground, which to me is a good sign for Kennesaw State. The only team that's really been able to run the ball on Kennesaw in between the tackles was Central Arkansas. And I think a big part of that was Travis Bell being out. And, I mean, it, that was just a funky game anyway. You know, that's not something that typically happens against Kennesaw State. So, But that also tells me U, UT Martin has a very stout offensive line. It's very physical. So it's going to be a really good matchup seeing that O-line go up against this Kennesaw State defensive line that has been talked about all year. It's the best part of this team. So I, I think that Kennesaw State, their game plan is going to be try to make UT Martin throw it, you know, try to beat them in the air. And Coach Rappel is going to have a lot of options to be able to do that. I'm sure they're going to run a lot of run blitzes. Um, something else I liked this past weekend, Coach Rappel ran more man this weekend than I've seen all year. Even even close to what I've seen all year. And a lot of times he went to it on third and medium yardage, which means that he was geared up to defend the run, too. And that also means that he trusts his corners a lot more now than he used to. Safeties were over the top a lot of time. It was a lot of cover two, man. He ran some cover one, too, but still. Uh, I, I'm really excited about this matchup this weekend. I think it's going to be a very physical football game, and this game is going to be one in the trenches. Yeah, I think that matchup is very interesting because of how much they're able to run the football. And as you said, outside of Central Arkansas, teams have struggled to run the football. Charleston Southern had been known for a big play, especially with J.D. Moore. They didn't have that on the ground. I really feel like the Bucks had one drive, which they were able to run the football with some consistency. Outside of that, they weren't able to get it done. And I think that will be interesting if Kennesaw State can take away the run, put them in passing situations, we saw Kennesaw State improve in that over the past couple of weeks and see how that plays out. I think that's a really good analysis, Barkley. Since Brandon Sutton can't be with us today, work is calling Mr. Sutton. We understand that. I'll take a look here at some key matchups for the KSU offense against this Tennessee Martin defense. And if you follow the Skyhawks, it, it all starts with John H. Ford II the acclaimed linebacker for the Skyhawks. 82 tackles already this season, 32 solo. He has eight TFL, four have been sacks. He has been a playmaker all year long. Dalen Dotson, OBC Defensive Player of the Week, FedEx National Defensive Player of the Week already this year. Two sacks, two forced fumbles, two fumble recoveries. He took one of them for a touchdown. Tennessee Martin in demolishing Houston Christian this past weekend, 52-28. They forced seven turnovers. Four fumble recoveries in total. They had three interceptions. They are fourth in the nation in interceptions and turnovers gained with 13 picks and 20 turnovers gained. We saw Kennesaw State throw a pick six last week. Caleb, with the KSU offense, already when KSU plays as a spread option team possessions are limited so the other team feels like they can't turn the football over but with Tennessee Martin's defense they have been opportunistic with turnovers this is a battle that KSU typically wins in the turnover margin this year they're plus nine on the year they have to win in this ball game if they're going to come away with a victory what do you say I agree completely and and it's a it's a week every week they have they have to win with the style of ball they run with how how long Kennesaw State holds the football and how much clock they eat up 
it's it's almost like you're uh, playing NCAA or, or Madden against your buddies, and you know he's going to score when he gets the ball. So you, you eat as much clock as you can that, uh, so you can hopefully get the ball last. And with them being nationally ranked in turnovers and turnover margin, it's going to be an emphasis times 10 at practice this week for the for KSU to hey look these DBs are flying around they're picking everybody off or hey their their linebacker core and their D line is stout they've already got strip sacks scooping scores and they got a national player of the week it's going to be known around Kennesaw State that, that they're coming for the football they're not coming to just tackle you they're coming to tackle you and knock the football out or take it out of the air and that's going to have to be a point of emphasis for every player Two hands on the football in traffic, smart decisions with your reads in the secondary for the from the QB standpoint. And they're going to have to really buckle up and make sure that they are airtight on their ball security this week. Yeah, that was my follow-up question, Caleb. You touched on it a little bit, but outside of telling players, hey, they are opportunistic with turnovers, they're going to get it out. What else does that emphasis of turnovers look like in a given week in practice? So Kennesaw State does a turnover circuit regularly and a ball, basically a ball security circuit, O versus D, with fumble bone falling down, with catching a pass or taking a handoff and running through the blaster, with coaches on the other end with, a, with like a nub over their fist and they punch the ball. They have a ball on a string. They have a whole circuit of footwork over bags with coaches and um, assistants punching at the ball. And the, they're going to be overly forceful in that category this week. They're going to talk to the assistants. They're going to talk to the coaches and say, hey, there's no, there's no baby in anybody this week. We're, we're coming after these guys at practice. Two hands on the ball, hand over wrist, making sure you're, you're aware of your surroundings at all times. Wrist above elbow, tuck it to your chest, squeeze the air out of the football. Every day, every time you touch the football, it's supposed to be high and tight. And if it's not, somebody gonna come knock it out. You're gonna have to do up downs. High and tight, baby. High and tight. Co- oh yeah, Coach you know, G. Coach- yep. Coach G's gonna be yep. walking around that 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 f- football facility all week. High and tight, baby. Wrist above your elbow. Every every time he sees you, wrist above elbow. Get your four points of contact. Your one, two, three, four. Tuck it. Squeeze the air out all day. I want to feel better about myself for this because I'm much further removed from the game of football than you gentlemen on here. But how many times do you find yourself doing something simple like that and you end up getting a little high and tight or you go past a doorway and you give a little rip move right there as a defensive lineman? Am I the only one that, that still happens to do this from time to time? Or please tell me it sticks with you guys. I, I like okey-doking people whenever I'm out in public and it's like kind of trying to figure out where to go. You give them the okey-doke. Yeah. That's, that's what I like doing. Give them the okey-doke. What Carlos called earlier? He had a nickname for it. Yeah, the and Doberman. Think, yeah, the Doberman. Think, yeah, the Doberman. And I think he was talking about the Okie Doke. Oh no, the Doberman. I know he was talking about Coach Khan used to say this. That's whenever you're sitting there and you're like up, you know, like you're up like this, like you're act like you're gonna speed move them or something, and you just bull them down, down low, get in their pads and give them a nice little little. Oomph. You don't do that in public, Barclay. You don't just, I don't do that one. I, I do do the okie doke, though. <laughs> don't approach Barkley <laughs> Miller in public. He, he might bull rush you down the grocery aisle. <laughs> <laughs> but no, Nolan, it, it sticks. It sticks with you. 
I'll I'll do it all the time. Somebody reaches out to like poke me or or you know stick their hand out, and I'm like swatting hacks, sneaking around them, or or if I'm like like Barkley said, if you you know the awkward like you walk you walk into a doorway and there's like somebody walking to and you're like two stepping with each other for a half a second, I'll like give them a little little stick and move and weave to the other side just because it's second nature. Keeping on the topic of moves, let's move on to special teams in this matchup here. Caleb Kennesaw State had success on special teams. Connor Cummins hit a couple of deep ones. He had three field goals again for Kennesaw State. Gabe Binyard was, at the time this recording was just named, the A-Sun Special Teamer of the Weeks in the Kennesaw State single game. Punt return yardage record continues to have the most punt or kickoff returns of any individual in FCS football in which he is one defender away from scoring. It's an unofficial stat that I just have confirmed that it's a real thing right now. We know those two names. What else factors into the special teams matchup between the Owls and the Skyhawks this Saturday? So first, we're going to go with their kicker turners. And Barkley just talked about him on offense. Um, Sam Franklin, who had a 160-yard game a couple weeks ago on offense, he's their their main dude back returning kicks. So obviously... He is most definitely a danger back there in the back half for KSU, and he's going to look to extend his his average. He's got he's got a twenty yard average return right now, and with Connor Cummins regularly kicking the ball mid end zone, I I like to see if if Connor does leave one short, he's going to tuck that thing and really try to make up some yardage and make a big play out of it. And they've got it. Their other returner is O'Shea Baker, and he's averaging. 21 and three quarters per return. So he's he's definitely going to be an explosive guy as well. And then Kennesaw State's kickoff return defense is 19th in the nation. I, I confirmed as of earlier from the FCS website, they're they're a top 20 in return defense. So I'd like I like to see them get after Sam Franklin and O'Shea Baker and really make a big statement because. Everybody knows momentum swings in big hits or big stops in special teams can really power an offense through or power a defense if they're if they're getting backed up. And then on the in their kicking game, they've kind of got a one man show going with Tyler Larco. He 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 does kickoffs. He's got a 71% field goal up percentage, and he's sixth in FCS in punting average with 44.67 yards per punt. So he's he's going to be a factor. If he if he gets brought out on the field, he's a playmaker and a lot of people don't you know, a lot of people don't really think about oh their their punter can impact a game really heavily, but he can do it. And I think with Gabe Binyard, as we just you talked about, he's with the battle between them two of as we saw last week, they started kicking away from Gabe late in the second half i like i if he's if the tyler's that good he's going to be directional punting directional kicking trying to keep the ball out of gabriel's hands and i also like to see the ksu return team get some pressure this week they haven't been forcing too much pressure on um field goals because by now there's usually been at least a couple field goals blocked historically in the ksu season or a punt, 
and I like to see Coach Safford and the punt return unit kind of get after get after a punt or two, and then Coach Klein pushing them on that field goal block unit. It would be a great week for it. Bryce Gobert, your thoughts on the matchup? Anything you'd like to add? Yeah, kind of going off what Caleb said, we were talking about it a lot on the radio broadcast this past weekend versus Charleston Southern. Vineyard is so close to breaking free. I mean, if you look at all of his returns, he normally just has one hole that just closes up as soon as he gets there or just has one guy to beat. And I think that this week, even though they got a good defense on returns, this might be his week. Owls need a big game, and he's been stepping up in those big roles to get them good field position to start their offensive drives. Um, but I think this week is going to be a real test for for this Owls team. They're going to, like you said, Nolan, it's going to be a battle in the trenches, and I think the team that wins that battle, you're, you're going to see a much different uh, Owls team if they're able to be successful in, those, in that battle in the trenches than ever before. Looking forward to it this weekend. 1 o'clock Eastern, 12 o'clock Central, Kennesaw State and Tennessee Martin. You can hear it on the KSU Owls app. Tune in, ksuowls.com. I'll have to call alongside Barkley Miller, Brandon Sutton, and Bryce Gobert. One last break. When we come back, Carlos Allen rejoins us. A little Would You Rather Halloween edition. And then fact or fiction. Will the student athletes get it right this time or will the streak continue? We find out next on ITN. Wellstar Health System helps Kennesaw State Owls stay in the game, no matter what your health goals or concerns are. Find our convenient health centers on campus. Our providers will get to know your needs and help you stay feeling your best. When you go off campus, Wellstar is there for you too. With hospitals, urgent care centers, and medical offices nearby to keep you well. Visit wellstar.org to learn more. Welcome back on Inside the Nest. Nolan Alexander, Bryce Gobert, Caleb O'Neill, Barkley Miller, and most importantly, rejoined by defensive lineman Carlos Allen. Carlos will get it started off right here with a little Would You Rather. Again, we're recording on Halloween. So, Carlos, would you rather turn into a vampire or a werewolf when exposed to full moonlight? I said werewolf, I guess. Uh, I watched a couple, you know, werewolf and uh, vampire movies growing up. So I, I, th- I said werewolf, yeah. I think that fits a defensive lineman more than a vampire. Just a, a, a big, bulky werewolf getting after the offensive lineman. Yeah, every play, you know. There's just something like, you know, being able to, you know, put my hands on somebody. Every play, you know, it's something I like to do. <laughs> Barkley, Caleb, Bryce, what do you guys say? I've got to go with werewolf. I could not. My my girlfriend isn't gonna like this answer because she's a she's a vampire fan, but I could not do it, man. I wanna I wanna be out there in the in the woods, in the wild, living life, doing what doing my thing, not sneaking around trying to bite somebody. Could, right. Couldn't be me. <laughs> I don't know. So, that counts, so that sounds kinda get... fun though. <laughs> sneaking around all the time. Yeah. 
I, I think it's a personality thing, right? So you only get to do this in the moonlight, right? Like it's not like a twenty four seven full thing. moon at midnight. Yeah. Uh yeah. Then I, I'd go werewolf man, be a monster. That'd uh, be. Come on, who? who that's that's kind of hard to go against. Like Caleb said, you and. It's different too. Like if it was an everyday thing, I feel like you'd go vampire because then you're like a normal person most of the time. But it being the moonlight, yeah, I mean, just be a monster for a night. Uh, I think I'd go with it too. I'm gonna have to agree. I mean, I'm not built like anybody here, uh, uh, the football players, I should say. So I'll take my opportunity to grow big and muscular and be an werewolf. Wow, singling out me for not being big and muscular. I see you how got it is, the dad Bryce. muscles. You got the dad muscles. I got the dad bod. I've had the dad bod for a while. Now it now it fits my stage of life. So for that reason, I'm gonna pick a werewolf too. On the flip side, the the one cool thing about the vampires is they got like super strength and super speed. And a cape. Yeah. Probably get you a cool cape. But you also got someone people out there trying to stab you in the heart, man. All the time. People out there coming for blood. I, I ain't no way, Jose. Couldn't be me. I just want to acknowledge yeah. that we're talking about vampires drinking blood, superpowers, and Bryce is just like, but you get a cape. You get that's, to wear a cape around. It's a great, Whenever it's a he great said in a cape, high. I was like, I mean, you it's can a, wear a cape a now. No, but it's not the same. It's not the same. You can't, like, cover your face and be, like, spook, spooky voices. The, the uh, cape makes it all. Carlos, we're not going to ask you to comment on Bryce's uh, yeah. desire <laughs> for a cape, okay? Right. Now, look, Mr. Allen, your teammates for the past three weeks have missed this fact or fiction question. Okay. It hasn't been the same one, but they've missed this round. All you have to do, it's really easy. I'm going to give you two statements. You tell me which one's true and which one's false. Okay. All right. Illinois produces the most pumpkins of any state. Or. Chicken seed was the original name for candy corn. Mm. <laughs> oh, Wait, can you repeat it again? Only because you got that strip sack last week. <laughs> Illinois produces the most pumpkins of any state or chicken seed was the original name for candy corn. I think the first one is true. Um, say, I think the first one is fact and the, and the second one is fiction, I think. All right, we'll go around the room here and get the answer. Nolan, you're coming with the heaters, man. The past, like, few weeks, you've had, like, really good ones. The players are 0 for 3 with the last three. I'm a rival Carlos. I'm going to say Illinois produces the most pumpkins. That's pretty off the wall. I mean, if if I had to guess, I I, I would say... I don't really know what a pumpkin thrives in. So I I don't know. Like Idaho has potatoes, Illinois has pumpkins. Chicken seeds a good one though, man. I mean, you you think about what you feed chickens and it looks just like candy corn. But I'm I'm gonna ride with the players. That's the only reason I got. I'm gonna have to go against you both. I feel like I saw on TikTok the other day something that said about a state that produced the most pumpkins, and I don't remember it being Illinois. I feel like that would stand out. So I, I got to go with the chicken seed one here, being the uh, the old name for candy corn. I'm sorry, Lowe's. I ain't got your back on this one. Oh, I'm man. Nice here. I, I like the thought of Illinois having the most pumpkins, but I feel like there's 
a, a Midwestern state or maybe even a Southern state that's really going to hammer it home because it's not going to be a, so harsh when it gets cold in the fall and winter. So breaking out my internal farmer's almanac here and saying that more Midwestern slash Southern states will have a higher pumpkin yield and that candy corn took a while to get its name oh, because it took too long for people to stack them up in a big circle and make, make it look like corn on the cob. Candy uh, corn's I, true. I Illinois also, Caleb, I, living in Illinois for two years, I never heard, well, more than two years, but I never heard of Illinois being the pumpkin, the most pumpkin. Oh, you've got, you've got insider information. I didn't I don't, even think about that. I don't think... I don't think it is. I never. So heard you're telling me there it. weren't. You're telling me there weren't just pumpkins everywhere in Chattown. No, I never went to one pumpkin patch up there. Carlos Allen is a current defensive lineman for Kennesaw State. Barkley Miller is a former defensive lineman for Kennesaw State. Birds of a feather flock together. Gentlemen, you are correct. Yes. The state of Illinois produces over forty percent of the pumpkins in the United States of America. Chicken feed was the initial name, not chicken seed. Hey, what happened that to your farmer's st- almanac there, your internal farmer's almanac? Great I'm reasoning, sorry, Caleb. Mm-hmm. I, 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 internal I, chicken log and let me down. <laughs> My hometown. Man, that was a good one. That was a good one. It took a Our, while, I guess. Carlos, you are correct. Best of luck to you this weekend against Tennessee Martin. Thanks for joining us, and uh, I hope you get some uh, treats in the backfield, a little bit of uh, chicken feed back there against the Skyhawks this weekend. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Nolan, for having me today. You know, thank you to all you guys just for taking your time out to uh, get this interview together and everything. You're quite welcome, Carlos. Thank you very much, and best of luck this weekend. All right. Thank you.